We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? and welcome to another episode of Horror Movie Night. Now, this is a show that Scott and I have been doing, uh, not always as Horror Movie Night, but we've been doing it for about seven or eight years. And over that time, we've talked about movies like Casper and Ernest Scared Stupid and a bunch of other kids' movies. But somehow, this week's episode, House the Drip Blood, is the most G-rated film that we've ever talked <laughs> about in the history of the podcast. Picked by Brian, Hammer Films' 1971 movie. So, uh... Explain yourself. And first, can I just make a guess that this is somehow tied to Freaked? No. Okay. No, this is just, they're, they were assholes. Scott and Matt were assholes. And I think so. I don't know. I have a bad memory. I don't know if we picked two anthology films each. Or... No, we said we were all going to pick one. And, and then one of them was would have been my obvious pick. But we, yeah, we said that that was going to be like, we'd all go in and agree as a group that that would be the last one. And then we were like, but there's a lot of great ones. You could do like creep show, which we've never done. Mm. <laughs> like we named a bunch of like critically acclaimed anthology films that people would have loved to hear us talk about. And you were just mm. like house that drip blood. That's the one I want. And we were just like, okay. Free on Amazon <laughs> prime. Never saw it. And I was like, and then, you know, Matt, Mr. Mr. Judgmental, let me tell you something. You guys listen to these episodes. You see what 
what they put me through sometimes. But anytime Brian picks one, they're just like, oh, this was Brian put us through the snoozer. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be awful. And then I was like, this is a lot of fun. It was absolutely now like British people, especially like Hammer Films actors, like they don't want to be there. And that's fine. And you just have to deal with like (laughs) them sleeping through their lines. But other than that, I was just like incredible. Like I'm just going to jump to give an example. And it's the first story. I have watched in my 29 years of life, probably if you add it all up, I've watched three to four years of my life, Forensic Files, and never once have I seen someone try to kill their spouse by convincing them that a character they wrote came to life and turning them insane. That was awesome. It was so over the top. There were so many cyanide. Cyanide would be a good one. So, Brian, I'm going to respond by writing... That my note was, seems like this story is either the inspiration for a few other tropes that I've seen or it has existed forever. Because <laughs> I existed feel like forever. Yeah, I have seen this trope so many times, not necessarily using it as like a murder means, although that's also probably been in at least two episodes of Tales from the Crypt, which would be after this movie in its defense. But like the the creator creates a character that comes to life trope uh is like kind of real like like is one that's popped up a whole bunch here's the thing that you have to understand with this movie i don't hate this movie i hate this movie as an episode of horror movie (laughs) um i I hate this movie so like let's just be clear i i actually find this movie pretty fun i think some of the stories work all right the big thing that you have to know is two things thing number one this movie was written and shot to be a comedy horror and the producers stomped in and said, what are you doing? Get all that funny crap out of this movie. We're making a scary film. And they had to cut all of the jokes out of the movie. So that explains I, a lot. It explains so much about this movie. I can't believe that you guys are so against this movie, especially I want everyone to know next week we're doing an episode where it comes in and it's like, hey, we're going to do this episode. And just so you know, if you say something, we may be forced to kick you off of the show to save face. <laughs> and this is a, you could say whatever you want on this episode. This episode is free. It's free um, to take, to, to, to pick apart and mock. So the other big thing, and this is where, this is where this movie could have been a masterpiece. Uh, I won't talk too much about the final story just yet, but the final story, the cloak it's it's straight up a comedy even though they took out all the jokes Mm -hmm. so the main character everybody involved except for the producer who said no wanted the main character to be played by vincent price right and it would have made that story so much better because vincent price would have like it would have been kind of in that Leslie Nielsen when he first started doing like airplane and naked gum was you took a very serious dramatic actor gave them absurd lines but told them to say them completely serious and that's like where the the comedy comes from is like well this this person who is a serious actor is saying the most insane shit but like they're so good at being straight faced while saying it that that's kind of what's funny mm-hmm. but We'll get to that. Method for murder is this first story. Uh, the wraparound story barely exists in this movie. It's just them trying to investigate. Oh, it's why, so stupid. Like, but here's the thing: the only parts that I think still sit in there as comedy is the reactions to the story. 
where it's like like this the the twist will happen and then it'll just cut to the sergeant or the detective and it'll just be like oh for god's sake (laughs) and it's like yep that's what i was thinking at that moment also (laughs) uh but yeah so i will say that some of the stuff works i think that like the random shots in in method for murder of like dominic just kind of staring through the window and stuff is not like and the weird ass sneer that he makes just like hey. yeah, yeah it's like just unsettling enough that i i'm like all right like it, this 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 movie's not like i hate it but it's a whole lot of like all right see this movie i it's just got a vibe to it and it's like now scott you don't from what i know you don't see yourself having a family outside of you your wife and your dogs right uh, but for someone like me that does, it's like, this is a Halloween watch for the kids when they're like six. You know what I mean? Like, this is like, oh, we're going to watch the house, the drip blood, spooky, you know? <laughs> so I made a reference to Freaked earlier, and I'm going to just call it out now so I don't keep wanting to say it. I saw this movie years ago because of the movie Freaked and a throwaway line where they sh- the, the cops show up and they're like, yeah, uh, we saw that article that Alex wrote, and it gave us a clue that this is where Skugs was going to be. And he's like, that magazine came out a month ago. Took you long enough. And he's like, well, first we had to investigate the, the case of the house that dripped blood. Ooh. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't even remember that line. I, I always, because uh, our cousin Dave and I used to quote that like scene all the time. So then I was like, wait, there's actually a movie called The House That Drip Blood? I gotta watch it. It's gotta be great. And I I mean, I, I watched it and liked it enough that I bought it on DVD and now I own it on Blu-ray. But, you know, the Blu-ray came for free from Scream Factory, so sue me. <laughs> um, but I, I don't hate it. I just, it's not one. I, I kind of agree with Brian. If I had kids or if I was babysitting his kids, you know, House That Drip Blood would be one that would pop in at Halloween time, along with, like, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, starring Don Knotts or Casper. <laughs> You're uh, still campaigning for The Ghost and Mr. and Mr. Chicken. I don't think it'll work on our show, unfortunately, oh, but damn it, I, I love that movie. Um, just because, look, I'll take any excuse for us to do some Don Knotts impressions on this show. <laughs> Brian has a great one. No, I'm not, do I? I don't know. I was just hoping that you would immediately try yeah. to do one. And it would either be really great or shitty. Either uh, way, I'd be really my, happy. All my impressions are really bad. <laughs> well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's like, all my uh, impressions are the Laquav impressions. You know what I mean? Uh, so, you mean like the ghost of an impression? Yeah. Like, it's just like you can kind of hear it. Maybe. <laughs> It would only work if I say, this is my impression of blank. And you're like, oh, yeah. It's it's like when people do impressions, but they have to say the name of the person where they're just yeah. like, hey, 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 I'm Bill Cosby. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess that was Bill Cosby. Could have fooled me. So, uh, but yeah, there's really not a lot of meat on the bones of Method of Murder. I feel like the one that has the most that we can talk about is story number two, House of Wax. Oh, I'm sorry. It was called Waxworks. Um <laughs> Starring Peter Cushing. How exciting. Oh, man. It, I, uh, Jesus Christ. Grand Moff Tarkin. He's like, you like so- I like the Easter eggs in this one. There's a lot <laughs> of Easter eggs in this one. Oh, tell us. Well, they had the Hammer Films Dracula in the Wax Museum. Oh, yeah. That was the Easter egg. That's it. <laughs> it was one Easter egg, but it was a good one. They They love bringing up that they have their own Dracula. Because in a later story, he's like, I'd love to play Dracula. 
the original one, not this new fella that they have playing Dracula. Yeah. Um, but that's, they just, they're saying that to Bella Lugosi, right? Well, no, they're saying that about Christopher Lee because Christopher Lee's that new fella that's playing Dracula. Yeah, but doesn't... I thought that Bella Lugosi was in this movie too. No, I think Bella Lugosi was super dead before this movie came <laughs> Not out. Not regular dead. No, he was yeah, super dead. He was super dead. <laughs> Which is my favorite Jonah Hill movie. Um, so <laughs> I do. I don't know what it is. I for someone who's genuinely never been to a wax museum that wasn't a Ripley's Ripley's Believe It or Not, I love just close-ups of wax figures in movies. Like I'm just like, oh man, that looks so cool. But God, this is pretty lame. There's that store-bought white skeleton underneath the face oh, when so they great. crack it open. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So I think it's I think the thing that entertains me is one of one of the ways to learn, right? There's two ways to to learn if you want to be into film, stuff like that. If you want to make films, there's get as much knowledge as you can from someone that knows more than you and is to watch other people's work and try to figure out how they did it. And it's this movie's so great because it doesn't take that much effort. <laughs> like I could remake <laughs> this entire movie today on a shoestring budget. I mean, they made it on a shoestring budget too. Yeah. So. Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, they they like. It almost feels like one of those movies in like a Chucky Band style, where it's just like, "Hey guys, we're gonna do this anthology film. So when you're done filming, you know, this movie, if you got like 10, 15 minutes to just shoot a segment <laughs> for How's the Drip's Blood, that would be great. Like we just." We need all that we can get for this one. So we didn't like this one, huh? <laughs> Wait, are we done already? <laughs> we got two more stories to talk about. Yeah, dude. I like this one. No, Waxwork is my favorite of the, is definitely my favorite of the stories. Hmm. But it's because it's basically House of Wax, which is one of my favorite horror movies. So I'm always going to be happy to see Wax figures doing shit. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I'm sorry that he just sounds so beaten. <laughs> the thing is, is that this isn't the first time that he's been so amped to like stick it to us. But he, he's like disappointed that it didn't work or something. I don't. <laughs> I well, it's. <laughs> let me try to think. It is like if I am eating Honey Smacks, and I love Honey Smacks, what? and I'm what like, is this, let him finish. <laughs> and I'm like, I love Honey Smacks, and Jade's like, I hate Honey Smacks, and I'm like, they're great. And she's like, explain to me why they're great. And I'm just like, um, well, when I when I when I chew them, they they taste good to me. Um, <laughs> it personally. It personally enjoys in my mouth. Um, like, it's just hard to defend. All I can say is I like it. I like it. Why did you pick this? I like it. Why do you like it? You can like what you want, but you can't be upset when we don't like it. No, 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 no. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. He's disappointed. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Fun. Yeah. Like, this one is is like, I came into this genuinely. This isn't like, oh, man, I got to defend this. Like, Scream 3. Scream 3, I was fighting for the enjoyment I had when I was 13. And then I watched it before we recorded it. And I was like, well, oh, man, I really got to defend this piece of shit. I yeah, genuinely enjoyed Scream this. 3, you talked such a big game on yeah. it was the biggest problem. <laughs> 
You were just like, listen here, buddy. This is where I see, and this is like, I think Scott, well, Scott sometimes will take risks, but this is where I don't take the risk on blind picks. Like I need to have watched and confirmed before I pick an episode where Brian is definitely in that like, I don't know. I I want to watch it, so it's got to be good. Yeah, I'm not a risk taker in my life, and Brian isn't either, except in these <laughs> situations. Well, it's not, and and the sad thing about this show is like it's not even like oh, it's got to be good. Is the movies that I pick for this podcast are movies that I want to see, but I can't bring myself to watch unless I'm forced to. So that so, already kind of sets so we're you just up. Like your, yeah, we're just like your guinea pigs getting punished mm-hmm. for movies that have been on your to-watch list. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I I have done that to us, too. <laughs> I know. I'm the only one who has never done that to us. Because you've oh. wa- you kind of want to see something and you see it. There, nothing <laughs> ever sits on You don't have a watch list. You have a watched list. That's it. <laughs> I mean, accurate. But anyway. Um... <laughs> I'm getting real deep on this one. Uh, so so the the third story, when I was doing research on this movie, seems to be the one that the critics thought was the masterpiece, which was Sweets for the Sweet, starring Christopher Lee. Um, it's It's got some witchy stuff. It's got a little bit of a a weird it, it. It actually has a very similar ending to next week's one of the stories in next week's movie. Um, but. You know, I thought the child actress was decent enough, but I just kind of thought it was slow. Yeah, but when it picked up, it was fun. I don't know. I like, like that's the thing is like you got you got to appreciate the cheese of the movie. Like this one, I'll defend just for when she throws the doll in the fire. Just the scream, the off-screen <laughs> scream is so fucking. Just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's uh, the thing for me is that I I actually did enjoy Sweets for the Sweet quite a bit. I thought that it was slow, but there's also a fast forward button that, you know, I like. I I mean, it's got witches in it. That's usually Scott's bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, pretty much anything with witches is is going to be my shit. And Satan, um so but there's a, there's no Satan, but yeah. I just loved the fact that this movie was so cheap that they were like we can't show anything. There's not even yeah. a drop of blood in a house that dripped blood. No. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but like, I get it. Like, I the, the the cheese factor is fine. It's fine. Like, it's not the end of the world for me. I and just the, don't want to watch this movie again. The funny thing about that comment too is if the the cover of it is from the wax museum scene, and it's yeah. his head on the plate, but there is so much blood on the plate. And the yeah. cover. And they're asking nothing. for my head on a plate, Brian. Yeah. Oh, hey. There's a little Bayside <laughs> reference for all you non-punk rock guys out there. But the the only the only issue with this one is I love a slow burn, right? I love The Witch. I love Hereditary and Midsummer. But in order for a slow burn to work, you have to not know what the end result is. And that's <laughs> the issue with this: is it's slow, but you know the first five minutes. You, you you know what it is, so it's like, all right, get to it. Yeah, yeah, we but know. then you also get to watch Christopher Lee smack the shit out of a little girl. So yeah. I mean, that's a huge plus. A lot of takes on that one I read on Wikipedia. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they replaced the girl like three times. Oh, no, no, shit. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus, we can't have this child. She's got a bruised face. Yeah. Get the other one. 
<laughs> They're just in the chicken coop. Oh, Next! <laughs> All right. So finally, we get the story number four, The Cloak. Um, <laughs> which the only note I have just says, her floating. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. This one is the most obvious um it's like just such an obvious comedy that they just took the jokes out of like everybody is overplaying everything the woman has the most ridiculous accent the guy is like because i am a uh what was i didn't even write his write down his line but he says something to the effect of like um he he is the most well-versed person on vampires because he's done like over a hundred vampire movies. And I'm like, you know, buddy, it's not how it works, but okay. Um, but then he, uh, <laughs> so he goes to this store that's closing. And I thought that, that was Bella Lugosi. That was the, uh, that was the store owner. So that's where I, maybe I just read mm. it wrong. But in any case, the store owner is like, he's like, don't you know me from all the movies that I've been in and the, old decrepit store owner goes i do not patronize the chinema is actually wrote it out <laughs> phonetically um and i just and he's like here take this cloak and he's like it has to be authentic and he's like it's authentic and then you know it turns him into a um a vampire which makes no sense like i i i wouldn't say that i am a vampire expert like this guy is but he jumps to this conclusion real fucking quick yeah and i've never heard vampire lore that says if you inherit a vampire's cloak you become a vampire at the stroke of midnight no but this movie did inspire a later hit in the 90s starring tim allen called the santa claus <laughs> which is very true that is true if you kill santa claus you get to become santa claus well would you put the suit on but the That's thing true. is, the, the, you could just murder... kill Santa Claus and make a run for it, yeah, and yeah, then there's no Santa Claus. Yeah, no. The murder is it, the murder is the old European take on it, and then the American version is like you know, like the old one is like you keep what you kill, you know, kill mm. Santa Claus and take his powers, but uh, and become a fat fuck. Uh, but then in America, they're like you can just become a fat fuck. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. we all do it. Here's a taco. <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so when when the twist comes that his co-star female co-star is actually ahead of a uh what's a vampire it's not a coven what's a what's a, a clutch of vampires or whatever <laughs> i've know. never had to break that down before you know like that's a murder of crows and a coven of witches and a yeah. something of vampires a, a gaggle of vampires <laughs> a gang a posse yeah, um, a posse. I like that. A posse of posse vampires. vampires. I'm sure terrified. that I'm sure we're wrong. But uh, she goes, "We loved your films so much. We wanted you to become one of us forever." I wrote that down phonetically so, as well. So it says, "A group of vampires has variously been called a clutch, a brood, a coven, a pack, or a clan." 
I think the clan is what I've heard, but I don't know where Clutch came from. I may, like I can't remember anyone's birthdays. I can't yeah. remember how to use my turn signal half the time, but I can remember <laughs> a clutch of vampires that I read one time in like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a brood of vampires I've heard. Yeah, that that's some Lost Boys shit right there. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. So wraparound story barely exists. They're basically just like, he shows up, gets attacked by the vampire. And Kills then one, it, but then can't kill the other because he yeah. doesn't have a second stake, which doesn't make sense to me that the stake disappears when the vampire's body disappears. Like, I've seen enough vampire lore. I, you know, I am I am an expert on vampire lore, and I know that the stake stays. Well, and then my favorite part, it's such like a... It's so dumb, but I love it so much, is this fucking Alfred Hitchcock ending. Yep. <laughs> where it's just like... The real estate agent just walks out and he's like, he basically gives the speech from the end of the Haunted Mansion. Where he's just like, room for one more, bring your death certificate. Just, it's interesting. And then he's like, did you catch what happened? No. They were haunted by their worst traits. And I'm like, were they? Like, yeah. I I didn't really pick that up, and now that you're telling me that, I'm still not really picking that up. No. Oh, you know what we forgot is that Marcus Brody is in the first one, uh, the, the 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 Dominic episode. Yeah, Marcus Brody from fucking Indiana Jones, and I would have I, I don't understand was his curse that he's a drunk. <laughs> I don't. That's what I mean. I don't know what. I feel like that's just like shit. We need to have some like additional twist. <laughs> we're making an ad. Napping ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of tacky and white and nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? Uh, all right. So, Brian, what's your double feature with this bad boy? Oh, oh. Um, oh, he's acting like we don't do this every week. <laughs> I, know, I didn't I... think about this. I was so captivated by the film that... <laughs> I would pair this with... 
House. Because house? they both have house in it. Oh, God. Right? Jeez, I came very ill-prepared. I noticed. I also did. Uh, so, Scott, do you have a double feature figured yeah, out for Yeah, I, I actually do have a, a double feature for this. So, the I, I would start with House that Drip Blood, and then I have two possible, or we could just do a triple feature depending on how amped you know me and whatever poor soul was stuck with me uh, was feeling. Um, I would pair this with any fast-paced vampire movie. Uh, so my first thought was the Fright Night remake because okay. I feel like that movie is unnecessary or uh, unrealistically panned. You know, it's, it's not fair, uh, unfairly uh, reviled. Or any, I was also thinking if if they weren't into that, we could watch Vamp. I love. I was just thinking about Vamp the other day because I've been updating a bunch of our back catalog stuff on our website and and a few other things. And I was like, man, I haven't watched Vamp since we did that episode. And that movie was fun as hell. Yeah, and that was the first time, first and last time I've watched that movie. And not for lack of desire. Yeah. All right. So I realized that my double feature was staring me right in the face. I'd call over some friends and be like, yo, man, we're going to watch Freaked. And then at the very end, when he's like, we had to read that article on The House That Drip Blood, I would look at them and go, did you know that there was a movie called The House That Drip Blood? We should put that on now. And then be like, you guys can leave whenever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the get out of my house movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you feel free to funnel out. There's nothing really here. <laughs> uh, so what did you guys watch or read or whatever recently that's worth talking about? Brian, this was your pick. Let's start with you. I watched Anomalisa. And it was interesting. What's I Anomalisa? It. That sounds like an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's a, it's a stop motion movie. Um and it is it is weirdly relatable. Like if I, I wish, kind of wish I would have saw it three years ago because it would have been very, you know, somewhat relatable three years ago. Um, but it is about this guy, and virtually everyone he meets sounds exactly the same. Um, and then he meets this one girl who sounds different and looks different. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But it's like it's a good pass the by. It's a good like. Uh, it's a good like, oh, that was a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very, very lackluster story in a way, but it's very captivating. The fact that it's um, all in stop motion. It is weird because there is a uh, it is not a comedy, but there is a sex scene that can only be compared to Team America. And, all right. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. I saw a uh, stop motion penis and boobs. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> um, all right. Scott. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I, I actually have to say that I watched something. Well, so um Megan's been going back to Outlander. Do you know that show? It's basically like No. It, it's like Braveheart for horny forty year old women. Ooh. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 definitely like a sexy it's it, it's not it's not good, but uh, and she, <laughs> she doesn't like like it like it. It's just a let's watch 20 minutes of this as we eat dinner. But um, I was like, I can't stand any more Outlander this one evening. And so she was like, well, the house bunny is on, you know, Hulu or something. And so we watched the house bunny and um, it's just it's still fucking hilarious. Is I love it? That I've never movie. seen it. Dude. Yeah, I also. House Bunny is so good. Okay, well, I guess I know what I'm picking for Patreon next month or my, my 
suggestion. I'll watch that again next month. So I will wrap this up. I'll keep it brief because neither of my co-hosts have gotten around to watching this yet. We, You may have noticed last month we didn't do an In Theaters Now for It Chapter 2. But I still loyally, <laughs> yeah, I loyally went and saw it, and it's it's great. I don't understand why people are shitting on it so much. It is a little long. It like I get what their complaints are, but they can fuck themselves because the movie is fun. Uh, I had a great time. <laughs> Bill Hader steals that movie, like absolutely that. steals that movie. Uh, so yeah, I think it's worth checking out. It might still be in theaters by the time this episode drops because. You know, it's kind of an event movie. Those usually get a good like month or two in theaters. But uh, yeah, I really annoying to me. Yeah, drives me crazy. I've been wanting to watch Toy Story 4 for a while. And I'm like, it's still in theaters. Why is this still in theaters? Uh, It should be coming out early. Like by the time this comes out, this should the Toy Story 4 should be available. Okay, great. I I check the release dates for stuff all the time. <laughs> Need to know what I'm buying. <laughs> so yeah, the highly recommend it. And um, that's it. That was House That Drip Blood from 1971, is picked by Brian. Next week, uh, we're going to tread lightly, but it's a good movie. I hope. Uh, maybe it might be a good episode too. I don't know. Tune in and listen and find out. I hope. All right, and visit <laughs> us at hmmpodcast.com. Yeah! You're listening to the Geekscape Network. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan. Each week, I'm joined by professional podcaster and close personal friend Matt Kelly to take a dive off the deep end into the vast career of pop culture icon Weird Al Yankovic on our show, Weird Algorithm. Along with some very special guests from the worlds of music and comedy, we tackle every song, every television appearance, and every bit of sketch comedy Al has produced in chronological order, covering the good old days of My Bologna and Eat It, the fun zone of Tacky and White and Nerdy, and everything in between. As we go, we're ranking the songs, albums, and music videos in the hopes of creating the ultimate guide to a career bigger than the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So the next time you're having one of those days stuck in a traffic jam wondering why does this always happen to me, just kick off your sneakers and stick around for a while because we've got it all on Weird Algorithm. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And now you know. Was that enough references? You're listening to the Geekscape Network.